You're now listening to Binge Brew Brain Podcast, the show that teaches simple neuroscience-based strategies to ending overeating, binge eating, emotional eating, and yo-yo dieting. I'm Natalia, your host, and I'm here to help you create wellness without the obsession. Let's get started. Hello, hello, hello. Happy Thursday. In today's episode, we are going to talk about the ironic way change really works. And this episode is for everybody who believes that they've tried everything to stop binge eating. However, none of those methods really worked. But first, I would like to share with you a quick story from my life. So the moment I record this episode, I've been living together with my boyfriend for the past four years. And one of the most surprising facts about our relationship is that we don't eat together. We have totally different taste preferences. Things I love to eat, he doesn't like at all. Obviously, I'm a plant-based eater and he's an omnivore. So early in our relationship, we knew that nobody's gonna compromise and we don't have to. When you enter a relationship, you don't have to change your value system. You don't have to sacrifice your preferences. You are not morphing into this one person. You are still uh, two individuals who decided to be in a relationship with each other. So for the past four years, we've been eating different meals. I cook for myself. He cooks for himself. The only things we eat together is when we order pizza, have fries, uh, maybe we go and go out and have sushi. So let's say that we would eat together only once a week. We would have the same meal together <laughs> uh, once a week. Also, one more thing I want to mention is that I fully accepted the fact that he eats meat. However, every a couple of months... I had seen a problem with it. So I had made some kind of comment about how, how horrible quality his diet is. I had sent him some resources about how bad eating highly processed meat is for him. So I knocked him to change his diet. And I'm not saying that I would do that 100% of the time. Again, that would just come up every couple of months. So he would try for a couple of days to change his diet because again, maybe he wanted to please me. However, he would quickly fall back to his old uh, habits. And I totally understand that because if that's not something that comes from, from inside of him, it's really hard to, to make that change. And right now I want to share a quote with you, which I think really well represents <laughs> what kind of impact we can make on other people. And the quote goes like this. Consider how hard it is to change yourself and you will understand what little change you have in trying to change others. And I fully agree with that quote. Anyways, in December 2021, he went on a trip to Italy and he stayed for a week in like a retreat center where they fed him vegetarian and vegan meals. Lo and behold, he came back wanting to eat at least vegetarian lunches. So previously he would always eat meat and cheese for, for lunch. And right now he decided that he would like to try more vegetarian lunches and maybe also other meals. I'm not saying that he's giving up meat uh, entirely, but he's just going to reduce his meat consumption. And previously he was very heavy meat and cheese eater. Believe me, I was totally shocked, but I didn't want to 
you know, make it appear that way. Because I knew that, again, if I'm going to be too pushy, he's going to retreat with his resolution. So I let him do his own thing. Uh, but at some point, I started to be more encouraging. And I started, you know, also buying him some products that I thought that maybe he's gonna like and and that's it we also decided that we are going to have more meals together so right now he cooks a dinner for me every now and then not every day but we are trying to increase the amount of meals that we have uh, together that we are eating the same meals that's what what i mean and yeah i'm i'm still shocked it's been almost three months since since this happened and And yeah, (laughs) after today's episode, I really want you to think if you see some examples of the ironic way change really works in your life. Because again, that change happened. I actually don't know how it happened. He just came back and he naturally decided that he wants to give it a try. He didn't like put a lot of effort into it. Like it it wasn't like a resolution. He didn't give himself some kind of, you know, rules that he's going to follow. He just like decided to, to try it. And since then, really every lunch he had, it was something mostly plant-based. So I am so surprised and I'm, I'm wondering if you see these kind of changes in your life that when you relax, when you ease into life, things start falling into place. I want to share with you other examples of change that naturally occurred in my life. And the first example is connected to my binge eating because right now when I look back at what I've done to stop binge eating, those were not necessary things that I did in order to stop binge eating. I did certain things. I did build maybe some healthier uh, habits. I started treating myself better, but that was not to stop binge eating. In a way, I really let go of the diet culture. I gave up on myself and I decided that it's okay if I'm going to be binge eating for the rest of my life. And if I'm going to keep gaining weight, it doesn't matter because I hate myself and whatever. (laughs) So in that way, me letting go, me uh, putting less pressure on myself, it actually helped me. I also focus on other things. Maybe I I did more self-inquiry because I knew that I had a passion for nutrition and passion for neuroscience, but I knew that those things are, are lost for me because I will never talk about food again because obviously I'm struggling with food. So I did some self-inquiry to find myself beyond food. I also did things that were not really concentrated on food or uh, stopping binge eating. And in that way, I slowly stopped focusing on 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 food on on binge eating my binge eating transformed into overeating then overeating maybe into emotional eating but this transition wasn't really something that I had to work on but um, again about that maybe I'm going to speak more uh, in the future because I'm still trying to come back in my to my memories and really uh, recall how it really really happened but I have got also a more recent example. So as you know, or you may not know, <laughs> but maybe people who follow me on social media, other social media platforms know that I, that, that depressive thoughts and moods are a re- reoccurring theme in my life. And let's go back to 2020. So I did pretty well mood-wise in 2020. However, most people around me started getting more depressed. Like more people around me started talking that their mood is going down, that they have anxiety and so on. 
So I knew that I'm susceptible to depression. So I started doing all the things to prevent depression. And that was, I think, at the end of 2020. I also, I remember I microdosed on shrooms and so on. So I also started doing other things to prevent depression. I started going on my morning walk. And I didn't go on a walk just to go on a walk, but because I need to go on a walk to prevent depression. (laughs) I started exercising. Like, I knew that I have to exercise every day. I started doing self-coaching models to figure out my thoughts. So I put really a lot of thought into preventing that depression. And at some point, really, it became a full-time job because... In the morning, I would spend two, three hours on activities that were supposed to prevent my depression and the same in the evening. Like, okay, no social media, we have to read books, we have to do pleasurable activities. So at some point, really, it became a a full-time job. And guess what? After a couple of weeks, months of doing that, I ended up on therapy for depression. I did all of it. I gave it so much meaning, so much attention. I gave it so much power. I started sort of like anticipating it and I became depressed again. I mean, I don't really believe that I became depressed. I just had definitely way more depressive thoughts and depressive moods. And right now I'm thinking, you know, maybe you stop being depressed when you stop giving all your energy to it. You stop fighting with it. Because now I see that I spent so much time and effort to prevent and fight depression, which still made me unhappy. But I also could spend no time and put zero effort into fighting it and get the same result. And because not doing anything would cost me less, I think that it's a good idea to pursue it if you're gonna get the same results. And because I'm, I'm lazy, I prefer to do nothing. For me, it sort of looks like that there's no point in focusing on making yourself happy if the results were the same. Whether I worked on my happiness or not, the results were were the same. So when I stopped giving so much attention to my depressive thoughts and I accepted my low moods, my mind noticed that for me, depressive thoughts are meaningless. So it actually let go of it. I changed. I I feel so much better. For the past couple of months, my mood really uh, improved, even though the circumstances of my life really got worse. (laughs) But anyways, circumstances of my life are worse. My outlook on life, my mood really improved. Maybe the less you do, the less you try, sometimes you get better results. I want to give you one more example of my client. So I want to show you how her day looked like. So in the morning, she had to do morning journaling. She had to set an intention for the day. She would have to make a plan for the day. She planned uh, evening routine so that there's no place for binge eating. She planned fun activities, fun and stimulating activities to feed uh, her brain some stimulation so it doesn't look for stimulation in food. She, w- she scheduled her day to prevent binge eating episodes. And guess what? Very often she would end up binge eating anyways. At the beginning of our work together, her world revolved around stopping binge eating. She did all of those activities just to stop binge eating and sometimes it happened anyways. 
So every action you do with the intention to prevent something, maybe it's not really the best idea, the best, the best method, because it's always in front of your mind, because you, you sort of anticipate it. Sometimes it may work as self-fulfilling prophecy. One more thing I want to mention is that maybe working on your recovery for months or years is not a good idea and it puts you at risk on recovery burnout. So I believe you. I totally believe you when you say to me that you've tried everything and nothing worked. And right now you just believe that nothing will ever work because you've got all this evidence from the past that nothing been working so far. So also you want to just um, just give up and you believe that you are that person who will never uh, overcome it. I totally get that. But maybe because you, you've tried all of those things and you put so much meaning into it, that that's something that that really your mind is right now hyper focused on and that's something that prevents you from really changing because maybe there is really this ironic ironic way change really works that when we relax a little bit that is what is helpful and i'm not saying that you can just let go of it do nothing and keep your fingers crossed that this behavior will naturally subside. No, I'm not saying that. I believe that you need to be more strategic. Uh, in a way, you look at your experience and you need to work on your relationship with yourself, but it doesn't happen by doing millions of worksheets. You know, I, I, I don't want to give my clients so many homeworks, worksheets. I don't want for them to, to eating disordered recovery to become a full-time job. I know that they have busy lives. So I'm I'm thinking about the ways, how can I make this process as effortless as possible, as easy as possible? And I know that it also goes against things that I said in the past, that the neuroplasticity uh, is a slow process, that brain changes uh, slowly. But at the same time, I right now have more and more evidence that maybe uh, having an insightful experience can change your brain faster. Like your perspective needs to change before the behavior changes. I know that most people just focus on, on the behavior like, oh, I want to stop binge eating and you focus on that. But maybe that's a result of you changing your inner uh, narrative. I don't want to say too much about it right now because I believe that I'm waking up to to this new understanding right now and I also want to make sense uh, out of it in my own brain before I uh, I pour it into you. But uh, yes, I already noticed that I modified the way I I conduct my coaching sessions, how my program looks like. So those things will impact how I work with clients. And I believe that it already impacts the way uh, I work with clients. Um, yeah, <laughs> anyways, that would be all what I wanted to share with you today. Definitely think about the ironic way change really works in your life. And of course, share with me. Just just message me on social media, on any social media platform. You can also join my private Facebook group. Again, as I've mentioned in today's episode, it's called Binge Proof uh, Brain Community. Thank you so much for listening today. And if you would like to work with me one-on-one, -on -one, and if you are done with doing all that work to prevent binge eating, then definitely you should get in touch with me. We will work on your recovery and we will make this process as effortless and as easy as possible. 
Thank you so much for listening to me today. Have a great day and see you in my next episode. Bye! enjoyed today's episode and you would like to stay in touch with me make sure to follow Pinchproof Brain on Instagram and if you are ready to take this material to the next level and apply what you've learned then go ahead and submit your application for my Pinchproof Brain coaching program thank you so much for joining me today and have a great day Bye.